Good morning, Illini. Welcome back. I'm Matt Schrock here, your host with another Healthy Illini podcast. And we're glad you're here. It's after Labor Day, which makes it feel like the semester is really in full swing. You get that bit before Labor Day where you're kind of getting your feet wet, but now we jump in full speed. And so we're here to talk about wellness today and uh, really kick off some things for this semester. And so I'm ready to jump right into it. Today's the first half of a two-part series that we're doing on what is wellness, that question. Uh, the second part will air in a couple weeks, and we'll be talking with Chancellor Robert Jones and Vice Chancellor of Student Affairs, Dr. Nita Brown-Young. Really excited about that conversation. But we wanted to uh, start it here today with uh, some staff voices and some student voices. So I'm, I'm joined by uh, three guests today. First up is Alana Harris. She is the Associate Director for Assessment at Campus Rec. Alana, thanks for being here. Thank you. We're joined again by Bree Witted, a veteran of this program at this point. Uh, she is uh, one of our uh, nutrition educators here at McKinley. And Bree, thanks for coming back. You are welcome. For our student voice, we're joined by Ryan Lashock. Ryan is a videographer, photographer here that has worked at McKinley. He's a senior here at UIUC, um, has been very involved with the podcast from the beginning. And so I'm thrilled to have him on air again. Ryan, thanks for coming back. Hello, hello. Thank you. Okay, so... Um, the starting point for this episode, for all these episodes that we're doing in this series, is what is wellness, and I'm going to begin with uh, Alana and Bree. Um, so, just it's a very open-ended question. I know that, but what does wellness mean to both of you in general, and also for your specific positions on campus? So, I think what's so critical in this conversation is to differentiate what is wellness from health, from well-being. I think that's a great place to start is to provide some context before you jump in and give examples of how, it, how it's built or fostered in yourself. So I think we have a really good idea about what health is. There are clear um, objective measures of what is health, our blood pressure, our heart rate. As a society, we know what things make us healthy. When we talk about wellness, I like folks to think about it uh, in terms of the actionables, the activities, the intention of what they're doing towards fostering health. And when I talk about well-being, um, it's an even deeper dive, more subjective, less objective, where we talk about a well-lived life. So what does it mean to thrive, to flourish, to have a sense of belonging? We see a lot more diversity, equity, inclusion, um, and how it's interconnected and how we show up. In terms of how it, I, it shows up in me, my background is physical activity. Uh, I did my PhD here in clinical exercise physiology. I'm still faculty um, over in KCH. It shows up as physical activity a lot for me. Um, over time, I realized how physical activity fostered all those other dimensions for me too. It was social, it was emotional. Um, it gave me a sense of belonging. It became vocational where I work. Um, and as I've aged, um, I'm still very fit at 41, um, but I realize now that gardening does the same kind of thing for me. Um, there are a lot of tools in my belt. I like that you you mentioned various tools in your belt and and the ways that you know they are interconnected, but not necessarily directly interconnected. And Bree, that's something we, kind of we've talked about in in various podcasts is that you're a nutritionist here, so obviously uh, the things you eat and the food and things are very important. But you're also a, a runner. And so, you know, you kind of you, you kind of see both that. So, how how does wellness fit into what you do here, and how do you uh, how do you approach it as a nutritionist? I think wellness for me um, probably kind of started more as like a, a personal journey, and then became kind of like a professional journey along the way. Um, like Alana, Alana, I 
sorry, erase that. <laughs> <laughs> like Alana, um, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in um, being physically active, and obviously um, nutrition is my profession, so eating healthy is important. But I've learned um, over the, the course of my career, like working in different avenues, that it's not just about moving and eating healthy, that a lot of times like other dimensions of wellness um, are incorporated into that. So getting adequate sleep, um, being emotionally stable, um, all of that kind of encompass encompasses wellness. So through one-on-one -on -one appointments, like meeting with students, I have the opportunity to kind of talk to them about where they are in their um, journey and kind of like work through those mini processes. We're going to dive a little deeper into those ideas. I know that's coming because of what we have prepped. Um, so before we get too deep into it, I do want to have, give Ryan a chance to kind of set the table of mm -hmm. what um, is happening in this episode, because it's a little bit different than our usual format. Um, we did something similar a few episodes ago, months ago, um, in that Ryan, uh, last spring, you went out with Joanna Ramo, who was um, a now a graduate of UIUC, but she was also uh, one of our editors here at uh, Healthy Illini. And you guys went out on the uh, quad and went to the union, I believe, that day and asked students questions. But one of the questions is, what is wellness to you? So uh, would you just kind of tell us a little bit about that experience, kind of what you were looking for and kind of how it played out before we play some of those clips of what students said? Yeah. So Joanna and I, we really wanted to highlight student voices and like understand how they thought about wellness and what that was. So when we were approaching students on the quad, most people were pretty open to talking about this. I mean, it's a very, very open-ended question, right? What is wellness? And it's pretty challenging to kind of just straight up ask someone that, but the students had informative answers and we even found someone who was the president of a mental health group on campus. So this topic is prevalent and people are having conversations about it all the time. Um, but it was very exciting to just get these student perspectives and be able to like deliver them to you guys, to university staff, um, with people with the power and knowledge to contribute something meaningful to the conversation. I, I really, listening to them, I, I was excited about the, uh, what you found and what you heard. Um, before, before we jump into it, was there anything surprising um, that in, in, in that interaction, anything that caught you off guard that you didn't, that was, it went better or they had perspectives that you weren't really expecting from students? Yeah, there was um, one voice note that stood out in particular. It, one of the guys, I mean, we just approached them. They were walking on the quad and uh, we asked them what's something that he did for himself this week or weekend. And he talked about how he, you know, took himself on a date and went to the movies, you know, saw a movie by himself, which is, you know, in a lot of people's opinion, pretty courageous to do something on your own. And um, it was just really cool to see that that's happening and that's something that you can um, do and is, and is good for your well-being. And that'll be one of the ones we'll hear in a little bit. Um, so before we jump too far, uh, before we get, go on with this, I do want to play um, a couple of those clips and we'll do it in kind of in two pieces. But we'll do the first half here and play and then um, I'm going to um, bring the discussion back. But this is from uh, Spring 21 and Ryan and Joanna going out and talking to students about the question, what is wellness to you? I think wellness just means feeling good. So if you're on your A game and you're feeling good, it sucks when you're at school and you're not feeling good because you want to be well when you have to grind out work. I think a healthy lifestyle means balance, like eating well, um, staying like active. You know, I love going on walks um, and making sure like mental health is in there too. So like being able to balance classwork along with like eating healthy, all that kind of fun stuff. I like block out times in my schedule to like take time for myself, whether that's like hanging out with friends, going for a walk, um, going out to eat and eating um, 
food that I like, so just balancing it. What does wellness mean to you? Okay, so I was really interactive in like a mental health club. I was the president of it. So um, we had like seminars where we'd get people from like um, like different places. Like one time we had one from like a wellness store out of Hinsdale come and speak to us. It was like a, a seminar and then we just had like different programs that we gave to our school about like mental health. You have to keep yourself to a routine but also don't like stress out about not completing it or um, like letting yourself alter it a little bit. I guess wellness means like taking care of yourself in all aspects not necessarily exceeding in one or the other you know you can be mentally well but still be physically drained you can be physically well and still emotionally devastated and I think it's really a lot about balance and it's hard to achieve that balance and sometimes you can only and, and honestly I don't think it's something that you can achieve consistently but it is something you can just try to manage to the best of your ability. One of the main themes that keeps recurring in these interviews and from students is this idea of balance. And I think we all that's easy for all of us to agree. I don't think there's anybody to be like, no, you should not have balance. You know, that's very, very basic. Um, but saying you should have balance and figuring out how to have balance are two very different things. So um, Alana and, and Bree, again, I'm going to start with you guys. Um, how do you incorporate promoting balance in your positions and and what does that mean for for what you see on campus for students and for staff and for anyone involved in campus i'm probably going to take a slightly different approach when folks are saying the term balance i think it really means reflection and awareness folks need to be aware of the dimensions the constructs of wellness and they need to reflect regularly on them and understand it's it's dynamic, right? It's changing each day. And so a regular check-in of, okay, where am I at with my physical well-being? Um, we know that during midterms and exams, when you think of wellness as a circle, which is our representation, those dimensions will shift and move where your maybe your mental and intellectual wellness is taking up most of your circle for a period of time. What things can you incorporate? No, not to the same extent, like don't think of it as a scale. Think of all the things fitting inside of a circle, moving and flowing, and needing to return to balance when we can, when there's room to. But I think it, it really is conversation about how do you check in? What things do you need to check in with? What are the construct, those eight constructs? And what am I doing well? And what things I don't want to say unwell, but what things do I have opportunity for development in? What are the what are those eight things for anybody listening? To, like I'm familiar because I work at McKinley. And okay. I see them. But for anyone who's listening and is like, I don't know what you're talking about. A wheel talking about eight things. What are those eight eight things? Um, we at the University of Illinois in Student Affairs have an eight dimension model, um, and I was lucky enough to be part of a group of amazing practitioners who came together in 2017 and had conversation about well, what does wellness look like for student affairs at the University of Illinois. So different organizations will have different mission, vision, values, and those will show up in their institution or organization's um, dimension model. Ours, like I said, is an eight dimension model. So on in there, I work in campus recreation. So clearly people associate us with the physical dimension. 
um, and physical activity and exercise. But McKinley obviously is another place where folks can foster their physical well-being by staying on top of their regular health care appointments, making sure they're getting their emergency uh, in their health packs and things like that. So physical being one, social. Social can get served in a lot of different places. Um, RSOs, is I think of our campus, and RSOs right away pop into my mind in terms of some structured ways to serve social well-being. We have emotional um, the relationships you build here, uh, the mentors that you meet, Ryan and yourself, Matt, that relationship, um, that's potentially how uh, emotional um, shows up. Brie also highlighted earlier emotional um, being served in awareness of your and management of your own feelings, acknowledging them, why you feel the way you do, reflection on your personal identity and self and how that shows up in, in interactions with others. That's part of it. Um, how deep am I? I'm at, I'm at three, right? Um, vocational is another one, and we were intentional about vocational. When we use the term occupational, people right away attach that to their employment. But we're working with students. Yes, many of our students have formal jobs, but they also have um, hobbies, other interests, their philanthropy that they do. Those things all fall under the term of vocational, um, and they're developing their skills now for their future careers. Um, from there, we have spiritual. And I think folks um, gravitate towards uh, religious connotations when we t say the word spiritual. And for some folks, that is their spiritual. But for others, spiritual may be connection with nature. For me as a gardener, I know that I feel spiritually connected when my hands are in the dirt. Um, so there are several different ways to, to foster spiritual on our campus. Um, from there, we have environmental. And I think we think about our physical environment in terms of the trees and sustainability efforts, and absolutely yes. But also, what does your dorm room look like? What is your workspace looking like? Is it organized? Is it fostering organization and structure that you need to be a successful student? Financial, obviously, as students at the University of Illinois, um, saving uh, the way that uh, working professional saves, that's not the emphasis in our financial. It's managing student debt oftentimes and knowing that financial debt is part of the investment, but how do we keep it in a place where it's not causing us stress, that we see an end point to it, uh, and we might tap into um, financial extension. They have an awesome money mentors program, um, and that's a way that, that we help students manage that, or the financial aid office, um, different grants and bursaries, all of those types of things. And then mental, um, all of our students, I think, in the mentioned mental being something that is important to them. And absolutely, after the pandemic, we saw a surge in students wanting mental health resources. Um, I think right away, folks think of the counseling center. But there are, and they are fabulous. Our practitioners on campus are a tremendous resource. But there are lots of different ways to foster mental wellness. Um, it may be through our stress educators here at McKinley. It may be through, we have a mindfulness, a meditation, and relaxation workshop series at Campus Recreation. There are several different resources that foster mental well-being. But again, it's that action of reflecting, evaluating, and identifying what is the right or correct resource at the right time. Bria, uh, you have a very, like we've mentioned before, you have a, a very um, specific focus in that wellness wheel uh, with nutrition, but you also interact with health ed in various ways. You interact with campus rec, obviously, in a lot of ways. How do you 
I'm going to use balance again. How do you balance your focus on nutrition, but also collaborating out? Um, is that something that is a, a conscious effort for you um, in trying to help students? Oh, yeah. I am um, humble enough to like know where where I can speak on things and where I can like, um, you know, transfer them on to someone who has a, maybe a better knowledge in that area. So um, here at McKinley Health Center, up in the health education unit, we are lucky to have health educators that kind of focus on different dimensions of wellness. Um, you know, we have, like you've maybe mentioned, stress management, sexual health, fitness, um, and then obviously nutrition. Um, but I think one of the things, like when I look at the, the wellness wheel, um, even though like maybe we, we look at physical health, um, where nutrition maybe kind of falls for most people. Um, I look at it and think about how many of the other areas I kind of touch on with people. So we talk a lot about like financial situations. So um, budgeting for meals, like how to kind of plan your um, grocery lists around your financial budget. Um, I spend time talking to people about like maybe vocationally, like how they can fit meals into their work and academic schedule. Um, you know, maybe they have internships that they have to dance around, um, but how they can still make nutritious choices around those things. Obviously, like we spend some time talking to some students about like the emotional aspect of nutrition too. Like a lot of people, you know, have to kind of build a healthy relationship with food and we spend a lot of time talking about how their emotions relate to that and then how that kind of relates to social situations. And so I think it's just, um, it's so, like we said, like widespread on different topics that we touch on and um, not just food. Ryan, uh, from a student side, you know, we heard the, the students talk a lot about balance and talked a lot about mental and physical. Do you, do you feel like there's an, like we have a very conscientious student body um, in, in 2022. There's a people are very aware of a lot of things and um, and what's going on around them. But do you think students are aware of how interconnected? these things are on this wellness wheel? Are, are there areas that they tend to just neglect the most? And you're, just what you see, or maybe even from your own experience, um, the, the ones that seem to fall, sh they, they, they let slide by the wayside sometimes. Yeah, I, well, I think one that really interconnects with all the others is financial, because sometimes that can really have a hold over you or your overall well-being. Um, it can really be a limiting factor. And um, as a student, there are many opportunities for relief in this aspect, which I'm really grateful for, or even education on how to be better. Um, like I know I've helped put together um, educational content for how to budget or better spend your money or um, plan for future spendings. And I wanted to share like a recent example of one of the resources that was really life-changing for someone. I introduced a friend to the food assistance program through Campus Rec. And like the amount of stress that just like washed away from my friend's face when they walked out of the food pantry, um, knowing they didn't have to worry about like how they were gonna eat that week. I was just so glad that these things existed. And I just want those who don't know about it to either please use it responsibly or please help out, whether in staffing or donating items. It truly changes like the possibilities of what someone can do and like have the mental ability to do when they don't have to worry about those basic things. Ryan, I am so happy that you mentioned <laughs> that program. Um, I am very lucky to get to work in that program directly with the students who coordinate the program. Um, and I think you spoke brilliantly 
about what it changes in terms of your wellness and well-being. We look at you know, the Maslow hierarchy of needs. If your basic needs are not provided for, you have shelter, basic physiological needs, food, how do we expect students to be well or to experience well-being? Um, so I, I, when you say these things, I also think about, as a programmer on campus, that one student who spoke about access to Instacart. What a privilege, but all of our students can't, couldn't tap into that specific resource because of what they have access to. So how do we look through the lens of diversity, equity, inclusion, and access to the right type of programming from the right space, from the right clinician, practitioner, programmer, to foster, meet them where they are, and foster what dimension of wellness they need help with. So uh, thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, of course. Uh, shameless plug on that one. We do have a podcast on food security. So if you're not sure what we're talking about, don't know about um, the pantry or anything like that, look back through our archive. Um, it was last, uh, last school year. Uh, we did one on that. Please check it out. Um, it's an incredible resource and um, just an amazing opportunity for students to have that security like you talked about. Um, and, and that's going to kind of transition, the idea of security is going to kind of transition into the next area that I wanted to talk about. Um, I will jump in with some student responses here again for a moment. Um, but we're moving from the idea of balance to another idea that's very personal for, for all of us. So let's, let's uh, get back to those responses real quick. So how do you manage like, like a balance in your life? I, whenever I'm like feeling down or feeling anything, I like to journal or talk to someone. I find that like the best way to manage like thoughts and feelings is to like write them down because that's like how you limit what it can and can't be and so i feel like that really helps honestly i feel like to be healthy you gotta stop chasing things like like concepts like happiness and success even though those are things we typically attribute to being healthy like you know like oh if i if i'm happy then i'm healthy if i'm successful then i'll be happy and then i'll be healthy those aren't things that are permanent and i guess being healthy means being okay with whatever state you're in even if you're not emotionally the best or mentally the best it's being okay with that and understanding that you will take care of yourself to get to a point where you can be at least at peace actually like two days ago a friend of mine was like you doing anything i'm like no they're like come to the japan house the trees are blooming and it's sick out there and i'm like all right bet so i went there chilled for a few hours and it was nice not worrying about like school or anything there's like especially this time of semester it's hard to have one of those moments where you can just appreciate the things around you what does wellness mean to you taking care of your body and making sure that you're not only healthy mentally, but also physically. A healthy lifestyle for me would be making sure that you're happy in your own skin, whatever that is. So as long as you're happy with the life that you're living, that's, I mean, I feel like that's when you're, you're truly living healthy. What's something you did to take care of yourself this week? I took myself to the movies by myself. So I think I, I treated myself to a, to a movie this week. The common idea here in the second part of this was a lot of self-care um, of, of how you view yourself, of taking care of yourself, um, you know, the idea of journaling or going to a movie by yourself, that kind of thing. Um, Self-care is something that's so important for um, all of us. And I know it's something that we're really passionate about in student affairs. We're all about, you know, where you're at in your journey. We want to help you on that. But um, when somebody starts talking self-care, how, what, what, immediately comes to mind for, for all of you um, as far as like students and, and helping educate and resources and things like that? When I hear the term self-care, I think, um, I don't know if it's social media has made it this way, but I think folks go to the idea of uh, going to get a massage or get my nails done or, you know, these superficial transient happiness things. 
But I really encourage students and everyone to go a little deeper with what is self-care. Self, self-care is creating a life you don't need to escape from. So, you know, I, I heard a student talk about the load of engineering. But if you love engineering, that load doesn't feel so heavy, right? So are you in the right classes? Do they bring you joy? Are you happy? 80% of the time, yeah, it is a transient feeling, but you shouldn't be trying to escape from your life. You need to feel joy in your life. Um, so I think self-care, I, I encourage people to think about it a little bit more deeply. Maybe it is setting up appropriate boundaries in your life. Maybe it is managing a relationship um, and having um, difficult conversations with, with folks and learning how to do that in a way that is respectful of them and your identity. That's self-care. Um, the other stuff can be self-care too, but but I think people need to think about it a little bit more deeply. It's kind of a, lo- a loaded question for me because um, if you were to ask me what self-care meant, like my answer personally would probably be different than what I would maybe see more commonly in students. Like one of the biggest things I feel like I talk to students about is adequate sleep and how much that affects like their their overall health and their success in things. Um, you know, like academically, socially, um, emotionally, and how they feed themselves is all affected by their sleep patterns. So that's that's a lot of where conversations will start with me about self-care making sure that they give themselves a break like a lot of students put a lot of pressure on themselves to um you know get that extra work done read that extra chapter um you know write that extra chapter in their research and I think they're not maybe as good at kind of like stepping back from it a little bit I think that's that's a really important piece of it is and it's kind of a combination of of what you both said in that be kind to yourself um brie when you're talking about you know if you wherever you're at be kind to yourself don't put so much pressure i mean be we're in a very competitive university we are and um you know everyone's trying to strive for the best they can do be kind to yourself kind to yourself in that moment and also like alana um you said that it shouldn't be a life you're trying to escape from. Um, and and if, especially for students who get here and they find that, you know, maybe I'm not where I wanted to be or maybe I'm not, it's okay to be kind of yourself. And you say, okay, that's okay. It doesn't mean you've messed up. It just simply means this is an opportunity to find out where you're headed next. And that self-care is, is whatever it may be. And it is ind- individual. It's different. Like I, I can I'm ask Ryan about his thoughts on, um, on some self-care things, but his answers for what his self-care is, is going to be different from any, anybody else in this room, let alone other students, um, because it is so individualized. But Ryan, I'm going to jump back to you. Um, it, it, I know self-care is something that is talked about by, by a lot of people on campus as well. Um, do you see, uh, do you see opportunity for resources to help with that? Do you see opportunity for students to take advantage of resources from that from that student perspective? How does that look for you on campus? Yeah, there are a bunch of great resources. I mean, so many I can't even name them all. Um, but I think one of the big things is awareness. Students like finding out about these things and being able to use them. And once they're aware, like being comfortable enough to go, because like with the food pantry example, like my friend was very unsure of going and like needed me there to be with them on that first time and then was able to go on their own after that but I mean for me I think like self-care 
something recently would just be like mindful eating because I know like we all maybe watch content or TV when we're eating or doing something else and you kind of like lose track. It's just something, you know, hand to mouth over and over. Uh, so that's something I've been focusing on to not like overeat. But I think like movement is also major. Like it's kind of been popularized a bit more with the pandemic, like mental health walks and, and taking care of yourself physically. I feel like the gym is a huge way to work on that. Like not only like your physical pushing beyond the limitations you thought you had, but also like possibly socialize when you're ready for that. And that doesn't mean like talking to people, but just being in the presence of people and like having that presence of others can like really help change your mindset if you've been isolated for a while. A resource I did want to plug is for physical wellness. It's the vending machine at the Eikenberry Commons. I mean, there are sleep kits, safe sex items, medicines to help with colder flus, anti-itch creams, anti-fungal creams. Um, there's a whole lot there. So um, it's like we said earlier, it's really difficult to get stuff done if your primary concern is taking care of your body first and, you know, not homework. Um, so having these items to assist with, you know, that kind of recovery has been massive for me. So I really recommend using that. And as always, if you have any questions about anything that's said here as far as resources or um, aren't sure what they what it means or where it is or how to access it, um, contact us at Healthy Line. I will have lists of resources in the bio. Um, as many as we can do, we have uh, the podcast we've done before. Feel free to check those out on any anything that might uh, pertain to that topic. Uh, we're here to help you. We're here to direct you to the resources that we have. We're here to help you have the best experience on campus that you possibly have. And uh, so as we close this, I do want to give uh, Alana uh, – uh, and Bree an opportunity. Um, as we look to the fall semester, what, um, is there anything you want to highlight? Like as students, like, I don't know, you know, where to go with some of this, or I don't know what programming is happening. I don't know what events are going on. Is there anything you would like to, to just kind of highlight, um, that students should be aware of going into the fall semester? I would say that it doesn't have to be branded as wellness for it to foster wellness and well-being. It's everywhere. So the things you're experiencing in the classroom, um, the things that you're experiencing when you walk across the quad or when you look at the calendar of offerings on any of, you know, the health and well-being auxiliary units, uh, calendars for, for what you can participate in. Um, you should also know that it doesn't need to be branded as physical wellness for it to foster that either. So that's where the individual comes into it. Um, so you will see folks in campus recreation in our brand new strength and conditioning space. And you think you have to address physical wellness through a structured exercise program. But it could be the walk to the arc that is your physical activity for the day. That's different than exercise, but it, it fosters well-being and it's addressing the physical dimension. So I just want to put out there that you don't have to look for things that are labeled as wellness or well-being for those things to happen. It's intention, right? In that definition I gave up front, it's it's the intention and the activities and actions you take to improve your health, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not here to list off a bunch of dates because who knows when any of you are listening to this. It might, it might not be, you know, time sensitive to that. Um, but I think one of my biggest um, encouragements would be to keep your head up. We are here at McKinley to meet with students one-on-one, -on -one, and obviously we've plugged those services and, and you know about them, that that option is there for you. But we also do a vast number of like outreach um, and programming events too. So like as you walk around campus, like don't keep your head down, keep your head up and look for us in various places. We try to hang out in locations where students will 
pass by, you know, where we'll, we'll, we'll reach a wide number of students. And I encourage you to walk up to those tables and talk to the individuals that are there, um, ask questions, um, grab resources from their table. It, it might not be us at McKinley, but there's a lot of resources around campus, and I know they do um, similar programming. So what Bree said, I, I just want to add one thing because she opened the door for it when she talked about outreach, is college students are here to to self-actualize. They're here to experience, to learn, um, to become the people they want to be. And that's the same with wellness and well-being. You're here to explore. So um, you may think that the gym is the place you're going to foster your physical well-being and you go there and it doesn't feel right. You have not failed. You just have not found the right resource for yourself. So I'm just echoing what Bree said, like explore and continue to explore because things will happen in your life that may limit one of those tools and you can't tap into it. Well, if you've got a belt full of other tools to to tap into, you're just better situated to self-actualize. And that's one of the things we were, why we started the podcast was to give those opportunities for things students may not be aware of. Um, to, to highlight some things that, that are there to be accessed uh, for those students who want to access it. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, that's fantastic um, advice because there is so many opportunities on campus to be involved in so many different things. I really appreciate you guys coming in today and uh, having this conversation with us, helping us kick off this uh, two-part series. Uh, Alana, Bree, and Ryan, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Wellness is such a huge topic, and it, it covers so many things, and well-being, and, and uh, as you heard at the beginning, there, it's it's so intricate and specific, but it does interconnect with so many things in our lives, and there's really no way to avoid it, not that you want to avoid it, but that being intentional in, in every aspect makes a huge difference. So as you, if you're listening, you're not sure, you're like, there's one area that I wasn't great in, or one area I'm just not aware of, or one area I want to know more about, contact us, let us know, contact um, anyone with stu- within student affairs, uh, whether it be the ARC, the Counseling Center, McKinley, housing, dining, there's there's always opportunities for us to help you uh, with your wellness. If you're not sure about the, the wellness wheel, if you don't know what that is, check out the Illinois app. Um, you can look on there. You can find it through the ARC, through McKinley. Um, we have all sorts of resources that will show you what that is and help you uh, help you find ways to, to utilize your time, utilize your resources so that you can be the best you that you can be. But thank you for joining us today. You're on a personal journey no matter where you are in it. You are important and you matter. Your health and wellness are important and matter. And we are here to keep you well to excel. So have a great week, Illini. Let us know how you're doing. and We'll catch you next time on Healthy Illini.